then he said, don't wish it was easier, wish you were better. Don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. Because I can't catch a break, guys? Yeah. Get them the fuck away from me. I can't, I can't be around those guys. People think, oh well, cleaning your room, that's just a cliche. It's like, yeah, really, eh? Just go ahead and try it. If people had any idea how powerful sleep is for healing from anything, and the fact that it's free. My mind is absolutely bulletproof, solid as a rock. Podcast. Alright guys, welcome to another episode of the Fighting Fit Show. Today I'm joined by Dave Lickelhane, um, our lovely member from Limerick. Um, you signed up at the start of April, so just 12 weeks ago and you've been getting incredible results. So before we dive into that, who is Dave La? What does you do for work? What do you enjoy? Family life, all that good stuff. Give us a little bit of a perspective into your, your journey. Ah, yeah. So um, I'm Dervla. I'm newly 35, just turned 35 at the weekend. Happy birthday. Um, I'm, oh yeah, good celebrations. <laughs> I'm a mom to a seven-year-old son, full-time work, nine to five. I actually work in a call center. I manage a social media team. So it's very much stagnant sitting at your desk, going to meetings. I can't get up and walk around as often, have to do it after work. Um, family life. I come from a small family. There's five of us, just a brother and a sister, uh, quite close. Um, yeah, that's me. Before I started this, I would never have been into fitness. And obviously, I'm very much into it now. People yeah. about me saying I talk about it too much. <laughs> yeah, that's You've me. You've got the bug now. I have definitely got the bug. Excellent. And then, so can you give people a perspective in terms of kind of where you were at maybe even before you started? So kind of before you started fighting fit, where were you at even, say, physically, mentally? How were you feeling? I was fed up, to be honest. I um, was probably one of many that had put on a lot of weight at lockdown, um, sitting down, snacking, watching television in the evenings, finding it so hard to get up in the mornings for work at nine o'clock and getting Killian ready for school. So I very much was in a rut before I um, joined and obviously have changed that round now, definitely. Yeah, yeah. And then on the, on the results, so again, you've just been with us 12 weeks. And as far as I remember, it's 15 kilograms, which is about, I think it's, what is it, 33 pounds, nearly two and a half stone in just 12 weeks. So that just kind of goes to show the kind of work that you've been putting in over the last couple of months. Um, so what, what has the journey been like for you? Good. It started off slow. I think it can get challenging at the start to try and get into a routine um, mm. from being someone who never did anything with fitness. So um, obviously quite busy with work and then my son does a lot of sports and stuff outside of work so very much running around and trying to fit that into my schedule um, yeah. but now it's just the norm like if I don't go out for my walk I've actually started running I'm doing the couch to 5k and if yeah. I don't get out and do a run I actually find myself getting very grumpy <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's the first thing I want to do I suppose when I've had a crap day but also when I've had a good day it's the first thing I want to do is just get outside rain hail sunshine and just get a run or a walk and to feel good after it yeah it's amazing it's amazing kind of once you get used to kind of exercising regularly how you realize that like the baseline before just wasn't was suboptimal like you were really were like living below the level whereas now you once you get used to the endorphins and exercising regularly and how good that makes you feel you know it really is hard to go back obviously as you said momentum can be pretty difficult it's important that we kind of keep the ball rolling because that can be the hardest part for a lot of people once you get into the swing of things as you said like the the first couple of weeks can be the hardest because there's so much to do, isn't there? Like, you know, you're trying to work out, you're trying to get your steps, you're trying to drink your water, trying to eat the healthy meals, get your seven hours, eight hours sleep, all that stuff. And you're managing work and family life as well. Um, but like, and you, you were working closely with Samantha as well. Kind of how was that journey in terms of having a having a coach or someone to kind of give you that support and accountability through them kind of tough times? 
oh, it's what I needed, to be honest. Like I've done, I, I've tried fitness so much. I've tried diets. I've tried eating healthy so much, but I've, it's always been me. And I always kind of need someone to give me that extra push, not yeah. drag me along the journey, but know that I actually have to hold myself accountable to, to yeah. someone else as well. And it makes me push myself a lot more. So I don't think I could have done it without Samantha checking in all the time. Yeah, no, amazing. She is. She's fantastic. She's, I've got a lot of a lot of clients on the podcast over the last little while. All of her clients, so she's definitely doing something very, very well. Um, yeah. And in terms of kind of the, the routine, um, like, so what was your what was your fitness routine like? So obviously, you kind of was went from you know office job, quite sedentary, snacking in the evening, all this stuff. What did the the flip side of that look like? Um, so I would have dragged myself out about a 10 to nine before all of this. And now I'm up quarter to seven, seven o'clock. My poor seven-year-old is up a quarter to seven, seven o'clock, just so I can get a working in, get my shower done, get him ready wherever he's going, school or crash, and then be sitting down to, to work at nine o'clock. And then in the evenings, I worked my run and my walks around his, um, training. So like he does training Monday, Wednesdays and Fridays, six to seven. And I would have sat in the car for the hour. Um, yeah. probably eating a bag of potatoes and on TikTok or um, yeah. Facebook or anything like that or go home and make myself a cup of tea and sit down and ring one of the girls. But now it's, I drop him at 10 to 6, I'm off, go for my run and then I'm back to the car for 5 to 7 to collect him. So wow. um, the routine, it is easy to fit it into your routine if you put your mind to it. Yeah, I think I think it's what you're doing there as well, which is I think very, very um, insightful is you're using the dead time. What used to be dead time, sitting around waiting for someone else, you've literally flipped on its head and that has become the productive time. Now, you know, that's the time you look forward to because you're getting that run in, um, which is fantastic. How far, how far along on the, on the Couch to 5K journey are you right now? I'm just finishing week four. Week four. Okay, what are um, you Two and a half, three kilometers? Yeah, it's tough. It's tough, but yeah. I'm getting yeah. there. <laughs> Yeah. Running, running, running for me as well. Really, is it's such a mental battle. Like literally, as soon as you leave the house, like after a couple hundred meters, like you can still already feel it in the legs. You're like, oh, want to go slower? Kind of want to stop. But it, there's just something about exercise. I think this is the beautiful thing about it. Is like it just helps you stretch your comfort zone in a safe and controlled way. And it's like you just constantly destroy the limiting beliefs you had about yourself. And I can't do this, or I couldn't do. I can't do a push up. I couldn't do a properly. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. And before you know what you're doing, all these things. And again, you really kind of step into this new identity. As you said, like now to your friends and family, now you're the new fit person because now mm. we kind of we get we kind of start to own that identity. And that's in terms of a real long lasting transformation, that's kind of really what I found is the the key piece is that that identity shift. It's when we move away from being the slob that eats the crisps or that, you know, sit, I'm a lazy person, sits down all there, can't get my steps and all this kind of stuff, to being the person who looks forward to the run and gets up early. And what's amazing is that you're kind of setting such a good example and kind of getting other people up. So you're, at the minute, you're actually doing, you're training twice a day. So that just kind of goes to show the, the effort that you're putting in. You're doing a workout in the morning, a 30-minute 30, 30 workout in the morning, 35-minute, yeah. 40-minute workout, and then you're also then doing what, an hour's worth of cardio in the evening. Yeah. Give or take. Amazing. That's just, and, and, and I think that's just important for people as well, to kind of, excuse me, to really perspective on it like to, to achieve what you've achieved in a relatively short period of time we live in we live in a world of you know quick fixes and xyz like you know but like if you really want to do what you've done like, like the two or lose over two stone in just 12 weeks a lot of people would think like you know these kind of professional weight weight losers you know they lose six kilos two weeks in a row and then they fall off track and back but they think they're great because they lost six pounds in, in a week or whatever but the reality is like you know they didn't actually keep it off what you've done is incredible and just because it should because you're training twice a day like you're putting in a lot of effort and that's really what it takes to achieve that kind of result like you know what like your average is what two two and a half two and a half pounds a week um, and yeah. 
which is which is very very solid you know and i kind of people yeah, it's really not a crazy that. amount like um when you yeah. think about it and i know training two to three times a day sounds crazy but it doesn't when you start enjoying it do you know yeah. you crave wanting to do it yeah. um and okay yeah i train in the morning but if i do miss it then i'll i'll do it on my lunch for half an hour do you know yeah. so don't get disheartened if you do miss a session in the morning you will fit it in if you really want to during your day yeah, but I, I think there is something so important about it, doing it in the morning, though, and that's something I found as well. It's like mm. the power hour. That morning, you wake up, workout's done, listening to some good tunes, getting your energy up, taking an hour of self-care in the morning for yourself because there's much less distractions at, say, 7 a.m. in the morning, whereas once 9 o'clock hits, then you, know, you have to look after family, friends, going here, going there, doing bits and pieces. You know, might have to stay late at work and then oh, I'll miss my workout, blah, blah, blah. But getting up early in the morning, for a lot of people, myself included, is that keystone habit. That one thing, when I do that, everything else falls into place my energy is better for the rest of the day i eat better for the rest of the day um and again just to put that in perspective as well which you're doing the two a day and kind of get and doing your what i would say kind of get and doing your steps in the evening what is your average steps um per day now roughly that you're doing that because i would say like for a lot of people it's like if you are sitting down all day it's like you probably need to make that extra effort to get out and do that walk in the evening anyway you get what i'm saying like it's it's, yeah. it's so important like the sedentary lifestyle is what's holding so many people back. That's why even just using a Fitbit and starting to be aware of it and be mindful of it and then make some small changes. And if you can't make any small changes, like, right, we'll block out a half an hour and get out for a walk. And if you can't go for a walk or, like, you know, if you jog or walk or try a couch to 5K, you'll get much more steps per minute of effort than, say, going for a walk. Um, well, what is your average steps? I do between 10,000 to 13,000 a day. Um, I think the max I actually did was 17,000 or thereabouts, but myself and my friend decided to go for a hike one Sunday and got yeah. lost and it ended up being a two and a half hour hike, which yeah. was good because I got 17,000 steps in at the end of the day. Um, yeah. But yeah, about 10 to 13,000. Amazing. And, it's, and, I, and just, so just to kind of give people, it's like, that's like, people could, because a lot of people could do get that same amount of steps and not actually have to do that walk in the evening or do that run the evening because maybe their job isn't as sedentary their job isn't maybe as desk mm. and they're not stuck at a desk or not driving a car or something that forced them to be sedentary so not everybody has to do it but if any office people are listening to this um or, or truck drivers bus drivers taxi drivers that kind of stuff like if you are stuck sitting in all day you really do may, need to make a big effort with the steps and for a lot of times the workout alone isn't enough we work out to get stronger fitter faster but it's the overall movement. It's how active are you over the 24 hours is what really play the big factor um, in terms of like your total daily energy expenditure. Um, and obviously, listen, because we're always trying to play both sides of the equation. We're talking energy in. That's when we talk about nutrition. But in terms of energy out, you know, it's all about how many how many steps you get in a day because that's, you know, relative to, to how much you're moving and how much energy you're burning every day, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Like I sit here at the table from nine to five and if I'm back to back meetings from nine to five, I might only get about 500 steps in getting up, making lunch, sitting back down. Yeah. Um, so it is the walks and the runs are the ones that help. And the classes, OK, I might get 700 to 1000 steps in, but no, it is definitely yeah. the runs and the walks. Yeah, man. but you put the key thing about it, about the steps or the classes is that like, again, getting stronger, getting fitter, getting mm. faster. If we train us in, it's just so important. I'm trying to emphasize the people like train for fitness, train for fitness move for weight loss move and eat well for weight loss but train for fitness train to get stronger fitter faster don't use exercise as a, a solely way to burn calories because it's essentially a waste of a workout if you're training to get stronger fitter faster learn move movement learn new movements learn how to move your body learn how to squat do burpees get all get down to the floor get off the floor bounce back up all that stuff um because these are kind of really useful life skills in the end and then so that brings us off then so work out in the morning get out for a walk run in the in the evening what else we did and so obviously nutrition what was that kind of change like for you 
uh, it was hard at the start and it may sound silly, but I felt like I had to eat so much because yeah. prior to this, I probably would have ate very convenient foods and maybe only eat twice a day. Like I'd maybe mm. go to three o'clock and have my first meal because I'd be too busy to eat and mm. I was living off coffee. Um, as most, I'd say, office people do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd say the first week or two, yeah, I did find it hard with the amount of food, but now I'm it's perfect. Like, I think meal planning is the biggest thing, and especially if you're an office worker with kids, um, mm. because you can plan meals that Killian will eat the meals that I'll eat as well. Do you know, he might get yeah. one or two treats a week when I have my normal meal. Yeah. Um, but I think once I planned out everything I was going to have, sit down on a Sunday, make my shopping list, do my shopping, and then plan out what I was going to have for dinner more than anything for lunches. What I used to do was just batch cook a load of meat and leave it in the fridge. So then I could just decide 10 minutes before I was having lunch, okay, what meat am I going to have? And then everything else would fall into place. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, you sort of yeah, prioritizing the protein. And, and that's kind of something that we... We can uh, emphasize in our meal plans, even with the say the Kickstarter program, which is our most popular say nutrition program, is like we believe in being structured, not strict. So it's this kind of thing of just having a plan is half the battle. Having a meal plan, knowing what you eat, knowing you wake up in the morning, they're like knowing how to do my shopping, what's for what's for breakfast, what's for lunch, what's for dinner. Because so many people, especially and again the lockdowns, um, especially. And people fall into this trap of what is essentially emotion-based eating. What do I feel like for breakfast? What am I in the mood for for lunch? What do I fancy for dinner? And this is essentially what's dictating our, our, our nutrition choices on a day-to-day basis. Whereas if you just sit down and said, have a meal plan, it's going to help you do your shopping, have a few things in the fridge. And again, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to follow it 100%, but if you follow that 80% of the time, you'll still get incredible results. And it's still, there's still a bit of flexibility there um, to enjoy life and do all these other things. It doesn't always have to be, you know, chicken and broccoli and this kind of stuff. Um, but three meals a day people people always want to try like fancy things like you know ketogenic diets intermittent fast and all this stuff but like nobody should really be trying these more advanced nutrition strategies until they've really mastered structured eating which is three square meals a day snacks water get a protein shaken as well if you're training and kind of once you master that for a couple of months then maybe look at the the, the next big thing or the next shiny thing but until you get that then that's kind of where most people should start i'd say um so what what would you say now uh, 12 weeks under your belt um you know a fantastic fantastic results and, and the key is again the skills and the habits to show for it because that's what a real transformation that's what the real power is now what has been say your biggest lesson or what would be your say biggest piece of advice to, to somebody else kind of starting out now where, where you were it is possible you'll always doubt yourself to think it's not possible even in the first week or week and a half i you you would might you might potentially hit a wall and say look I, what am i going to do i don't feel like i'm doing it right it is just keep going keep at it i've gone out for a walk and a run and halfway through going look just turn around to go home i'm too tired it's just pushing yourself to do it yeah. and the feeling you get at the end is so rewarding even mm. if it's just feeling happier in yourself or feeling happy that I can actually play for longer now with Killian without getting tired. Um, mm. So the rewards um, are very good in terms of the challenges you face. So just push through it. Yeah. And, and yeah, I said this kind of this kind of feeling of like self-satisfaction that you're kind of mm. you're showing up because I think we've got a thing that we, we, we talk about often is like, you know, what is what is self-confidence? Self-confidence is the confidence you have in yourself to keep the promises that you make to yourself. That's what we find it is. And by showing up and by doing the work, it's by eating the meals, you're proving yourself, you're keeping the promises you make yourself. And that, that's why you've got confidence in yourself. And that's kind of why we find that people feel so good when you keep the promises you make to yourself, you know, anything can happen. And again, but it's obviously step by step, promise by promise. And all of a sudden the promises get bigger and bigger, but you actually you show up, you step up and you follow through, which is amazing. And then obviously for your, for the family as well, that is so cool. 
um, to tie it to these kind of more deep, meaningful things, like, you know, doing it for our family or being able to have these experiences with our children that maybe we couldn't have before is so important because so many people are stuck in a place where it's like, oh, I just want to lose, I want to, everyone tell I just want to lose weight and tone up. And it's like, fair enough. That's, you know, that's, that's a good place to start. But until we peel back the onion and, uh, you know, dig a little deeper in terms of really, really why do you want to do this? How is this affecting your relationships? How is this affecting your life? Then when the, say, when the first hurdle presents itself, now you'll have the energy and the focus to jump over that versus saying, ah, you know what it is? I'm going to kind of retreat back into, into my old ways, if that makes sense. Hmm. I could actually sound silly, but my son you sit, sits on the couch while I do the classes. And at the start, when we were doing the Zoom classes and the videos were on, obviously we were, we were muted, but things like push-ups and burpees used to kill me. And I'd always just be talking to myself going, oh, this is way too hard. And I suppose a good thing that made me smile was Killian would say, but just give up on me. And I'm like, you can't give up, Killian. Just if something gets hard, you don't give up. Yeah. And I, it's good to know that he repeats that to me now. If ever I'm doing a class and I'm like, oh, burpees, because I just hate burpees. He's like, don't yeah. give up, mommy. You can't give up. Keep going. And yeah. it's just nice to hear him say things like that. Wow, that's incredible. That's really, really cool. Yeah. And, I like and that, will, that will stay with him forever. Like, that is such, so again, because this whole thing, like, well, I'm not sure what it was. It's, what is it? Kids don't do what we say. The Kids don't do what we say to, to do what we do or something like that. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's like, we can tell, we can tell our kids to do all we've not the best intention in the world and tell them to do all, all these great things but they will do the things that we do it's like they will mm. they will follow our example more than follow what we say um yeah. so again it's, it's, it's incredible um and then obviously because yeah because the whole kind of caveat of this program was that again this was done all online you're in limerick weren't allowed um how was that because obviously for us like obviously there's there's pros and cons to to to, to, to online versus in-person training obviously let me start off in person we love in person um and we from what i can see like you know we really did have a a, a very in-depth online program and um, to do our best to try and help people kind of get through it and still stay on track through the the difficulty of the lockdowns but how did you find it because we find it's you know it is it is what you say it will be like most things in life it's for us it's like online training it actually provides more flexible there's no traveling to and from the gym you know, um, so it presents a lot of kind of opportunities as well, um, as whereas most people maybe tend to focus on the downsides. Oh, I just love going to the gym and blah, 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 and kind of maybe use that as a as a get-out-of-jail-free card. How did you find the online experience? I found it presented more opportunities and less need for excuses. Um, I've done gyms. I used to, after I had Killian, I was going to the gym five days a week, and that's when I would have been like I am now. Um, yeah. But... I don't know, I just found it way easier. Do you know, you're getting up at quarter to seven in the morning, you're on a class for seven o'clock. Um, you don't have to travel for that 15, 20 minutes. You mm. don't have that excuse to say, oh, I slept in five extra minutes, now I'm not going to make it. Do you know, mm. you could get out of bed at 10 to seven and be on the class at seven o'clock. And mm. I was even contemplating at the end of the 12 weeks to join the gym up the road, but I've just renewed with you for another 12 because I, just, I mm. just find it way better for my lifestyle. Obviously, yeah. other people would like going to the gym and it's something I might do in the future. Yeah. But I thought it's way better than just going to the gym because yeah. everything's at your front door and you don't have to leave the house unless you're going for a walk to get your, your fitness in. Yeah, 100%. And that's because like, it's like, what do you really need? Like, no, you don't, we don't need the, the fancy equipment you get at the gym. Yeah. All you need is your body. If you have a couple of, you know, set of dumbbells, something small. For most people, especially when it comes to kind of weight loss and just kind of fit, general fitness, you know, you just need to show up consistently and do the work. All the other thing, the philosophy is like always do your best. No matter what the day, some days are better than others. Just show up and do your best on the day. Some days you might get six push-ups, other days you might get ten. You know, but just each day show up and do your best. One day you might get three, but it's better to show up and do three than to do zero. You know what I mean? Mm. So 
that's kind of the, the, the beauty of it. And then so kind of just to kind of bring Sam back into the conversation. So what was kind of the relationship like having, say, a coach online? Like how did she kind of keep you accountable, keep you motivated? What was that kind of journey like? She sends her Monday her Monday morning messages to find out how you got on. So every Monday morning, and I know um, I obviously have to go back to her, but I suppose the good thing about that message she sends is she gets you to rate your week on a scale of zero to 10. And I love that because mm. it'll always make you sit back and think, okay, I lost weight, but that's not the goal. What else didn't work? What was my off the scale win? What was my off scale challenge? And it just pushes you. Like if you rate it at a seven, right? I want to get to a nine next week. But then she just asks you questions like, what was your win and your challenge? And what do you need to now do next week to yeah. get rid of that challenge and actually do better? Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, the Monday morning, but she's there as well. Like she, anytime I have a question, like I asked a question about weighing food, do I weigh before or after? And things you might think that are silly, but she's always on the other end of the message to answer yeah. whatever type of questions that you have. Yeah, no, that's incredible. That is incredible. Yeah, and then so what's next for Deborah? Like, so say like, so obviously one of the best things about having a coach is, you know, always kind of having goals and milestones and things that you're working towards. Like what is your, what do you, what do you hopefully get out of say, the next 12 weeks then? I would like to lose a small bit more, but I think more it's just the fitness and keeping the weight at where I want it to be. Um, I do want to train for a 5K, which is why I'm doing the couch to 5K. But what I did do recently was sign up for two charity challenges in July. So for the month of July, I'm actually going to walk 80K. And then for a different charity, I'm actually going to do 2000 squats in the month of July as well. Something that I would never have ever dreamed to sign up for one, let alone two in the month. Um, yeah. But it's just more getting out, continuing to do what I'm doing and not fall back into a rut of not doing anything and saying, oh, well, at least I did it. Yeah. Um, because I have done so much in terms of fitness up to now, but I've never stuck to it as long as this. So I do. I don't want to go back to that and just keep it going. Yeah, amazing. That's it, genuinely. It's, it's, it's so important. It's always, trying to, it's always difficult to maybe find that balance between like celebrating the fantastic journey that you've been on, you know, in like the last 12 weeks, you know, 33 pounds in 12 weeks, absolutely fantastic. And again, just from talking, you know, it's not just being about the weight, it's about being the habits, the energy, um, you know, the the, the happiness, essentially, um, which is fantastic and it's great to see. But this is now, this is the key piece now, whereas we've got to keep the weight off. It's the maintenance phase at the end of, of the journeys. That's where 90% of people go wrong. We see people all the time to do six, eight, 10, 12 week programs, whatever it is, and they lose the weight and then they go, go off and celebrate. And then what to do is to lose the momentum that they've built. So to take, to, to take it, they go out for a few drinks, celebrate, to take off the next day, to take off the next day, and all of a sudden three days turns into a week and they've lost the momentum of the journey. And that's the key for anybody listening that has maybe done pretty well um, or is maybe reflecting and thinking why how come i can do it for six weeks and i don't it's because we allow ourselves to lose momentum because if i'm not losing three four pounds a week it's not good enough instead of just showing up to the gym and just doing a workout or just going for a walk or just doing something something that keeps the habit up something that keeps the momentum going that's what's going to kind of carry carry you through the next kind of 12 weeks and really ingrain this journey now and really kind of as i said get that identity shift so this is now a part of who i am and it becomes a non-negotiable part of the day and this is kind of this is this is the way now going forward. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I'm looking no, forward to it. Yeah, no, amazing. Again, honestly, again, I I knew from I knew when I talked in the phone when I kind of when we were kind of doing our kind of intro call to kind of the, the, describe the program and see if it was going to be a good fit and all. I knew you'd be you'd be you'd be fantastic. As soon as I gave you all these, you're like, yeah, no, that's it. That sounds great. Let's do it. Let's roll. Um, so you know, massive congratulations. Um, so far again, you really should give yourself a pat on the back, but not for too long. Um, keep <laughs> keep the head down, keep doing the work, and I said. We might see you again for another podcast in another 12 weeks. Oh, hopefully. <laughs>
Yeah. No, but Maybe. thank you as well because I couldn't, I wouldn't have done it without not just them but all of you as well. Yeah, no, no, it's amazing. Again, it's it's for me and we, me and the team say it all the time. It's it's the most incredible industry to be a part of. Um, you know, the fitness industry can get a bad rep a lot of times, but you know. We're out there, we're doing our best to try and change people's lives for the better, and it's literally the most rewarding thing in the world. So thank you so much for showing up with the energy, the effort, the commitment, the investment. Um, you know, and if anybody's interested or has any questions for there, drop them in the comments below. Um, and I'm sure she'll she she'll be checking the comments to see, see if anybody has any questions. Yeah, no, definitely. Cool guys, listen, thanks so much for listening. Anybody who has listened, I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. Make sure to like, subscribe, all that good stuff, and we will see you in the next one. Have a nice day. See you there, Bye.